Hi, this is Patty Lapone. This is Allison Janney. This is Matt Balmer. This is Donna Murphy. This is Nia Vardalis. This is Jesse Tyler Ferguson. This is Beanie Feldstein. I'm Octavia Spencer. This is Ben Platt, and you're listening to Little Known Facts with my favorite person on the planet, Alana Levine. A-OK. Welcome to Little Known Facts, a podcast where you will hear unfiltered, raw, honest, and uniquely funny interviews with artists you love as they talk about the art they love to make. I'm your host, Ilana Levine. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. fact about my guest today. When I tell you after listening to this episode, you will have the biggest grin on your face, but not only that, you will no longer feel that anything in your life will get in the way from you getting the job you want. Whether you are an actor, an artist of any kind, or a person going on a job interview, when you hear the circumstances under which Katie Rose Clark auditioned for Merrily We Roll Along, currently playing on Broadway, There's something about that story that will just open all the doors in your mind that may be keeping you from getting the thing you want. Oh my God. Oh my God, you guys. Welcome Katie Rose Clark to the podcast. A-OK. A-OK. Hey everyone, my guest today is Katie Rose Clark. On Broadway, Katie has starred in Miss Saigon, Allegiance, Wicked, and The Light in the Piazza. On TV, she has been seen on NCIS New Orleans and The Good Wife. And currently, currently, she stars in the Broadway production of Merrily We Roll Along with Daniel Radcliffe, Lindsay Mendez, Jonathan Groff, Crystal Joy Brown, and so many other glorious, glorious talents. I am just beyond thrilled to have you on the podcast today. Um, Katie, you're in Merrily We Roll Along right now on the Broadway. I am. I am. Somebody pinch me. I can't believe it. We were talking before we started recording. I was saying how lucky I was to get to see it. And you shared with me because of your... um, amount on stage and having some offstage time you probably have seen it more than anybody else at this absolutely point. yeah it's it's trickier on broadway to watch just because of our backstage traffic and stuff but off broadway i would just i found this little area that i would tuck in and i watched it every single night and i do i still do um i, I still do go quite frequently and watch as much as i can when i'm not in the way so i i try to I try to not miss some of the big numbers, like Dan's big number um, and Lindsay's. Uh, she has a number right before his that I just absolutely love. And, her, and she's just, you know, one of my nearest and dearest. So I, I just love. And then old friends with the three of them. I mean, everything in the show is just worth, a, you know, a multiple view. I mean, it's just. 
such, it's so rich and textured and I, I don't ever get sick of watching it or well, doing it. You are so lucky and I can't wait for um, a cast recording to come out uh, so that everyone around the globe uh, has a chance to have you in their ears if they're not lucky enough to either see some little snippet on YouTube that someone snuck on there. Um, I assume, <laughs> has it been recorded already? Is there? Um... Uh, stay tuned. Yeah, okay. stay tuned. Yeah, we're, we're still waiting on that. Yeah, I will stay tuned. Okay, I just want to sign up if there isn't yet like a record company doing it. I have $3, <laughs> but I know with a GoFundMe, I could have this set up really, really quickly. So call me if okay. there's any issue. You got it. I that's a good I will let the I will let the higher ups know that. <laughs> would you please? I would really appreciate Absolutely. that. Um, I want to talk about how you came to be a part of the show and what you're I mean, you're a very established, fancy Broadway lady. So I don't know if this was an offer or if this was a rigorous <laughs> audition process. I would have offered it to you, but I don't know that Sonia <laughs> oh, Friedman you. does that or not. So can you tell us how you got to be Beth Shepard in oh Merrily We Roll Along? Well, thank you for those kind words. First of all, um, I am the luckiest. I, I, you know, my journey to getting an audition and doing that and and getting in the room was was trickier. I, I knew Lindsay has been one of my friends for a long time, and she and I were talking about her process and going into it. And I, I wasn't really familiar with the show, so I started kind of listening to it and talking to her, you know, about how she was doing a meeting and a, kind of an audition and a chemistry read process while she, remotely while she was in LA. So she and I were talking through what what she was going to do and how that was going to look. And then I started to look at the material and I was like, I want to go in for this. <laughs> Whenever it's all said and done, you know, I want to be in the, I want to be in the, in the room. So after Lindsay ended up booking it and she knew that she was going to be doing it. I just emailed my agent and manager. And I said, whenever auditions come out for the other female roles, I want to be seen. And so they just really got on the horn and got me in there. And I don't know that I was originally in on the list, on the list of women that were going to be auditioned. So I'm, I was very proactive and I really fought for, I was like, I don't care which, which role I want to be seen. And, um, <clears throat> so I got an audition, um, but I was nine months pregnant. I was about to have my third uh, baby. <laughs> so I was enormous. <laughs> and I was like, Wait, I first probably... of all, you have three. Let's just, let's just let the folks at home know, like eight shows a week on Broadway. Spoiler alert. She got the job. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you are also, uh, you know, you don't get days off as a mom. So we're going to deep dive into that in a little bit. But wait, are you saying you were visibly oh, nine months pregnant? Nine months pregnant. I was enormous. And I really, I got, I kind of had a moment where I was like, I need to make sure they know I'm coming in here hugely pregnant. So, and I did, I went in and thank God that Maria and our director and the rest of the creative team were able to see past my pregnant belly and just how, I mean, really, I was, I was in, I was just enormous, um, as you can imagine. So um, I got a callback and I went in for the callback. And actually the night before my callback, I was really starting to have like early contractions, early labor. And I, Chris, my husband and I started timing it because I, was, I wasn't supposed to go into labor. I wasn't supposed to let my water break or do it. I was supposed to just go right to the hospital. So we were really like keeping an eye on it to make sure I didn't have to go into the hospital this is wild. So, and then the next morning, first thing I had my, my call back and I did it, you know, 
through like kind of early contractions, early labor. So they had subsided a little bit by then. Usually, I mean, I don't know if anybody's familiar with, you know, pregnancy or labor, but I was, it was in the morning. It's a pretty it's a new bit. concept. If you could explain it to folks, that would be. Yeah, if any of your listeners know, but, or have experienced, I'm sure they have, but I, um, oh so, you know, at the end of the day, usually the contractions and things are a little bit more, um, you know, frequent and um, you right. kind of have them throughout your last week of pregnancy, you know, you kind of just start having them. They were just getting more regular. So we were just watching it. And then, you know, the next morning I was feeling fine. And so I went in for my callback. Um, and then two days later I had my baby. I don't need, are you, I don't even understand what you're saying to me right now. I don't. <laughs> I okay. Insane. First of all, singing pregnant, really pregnant, just for people a who aren't familiar with what pregnancy is or b what singing yeah. is the 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 pressure at that point like you know luckily by the end the baby drops a little bit I feel like the baby starts yeah. in your neck and then by the end yes. it slowly makes its way down but just having like the capacity to sing and like fill your lungs with air at the level that you needed to be able to perform I mean obviously you have a history as being like the most glorious singer so it's not like Nobody in the room knew who you were, but still like to be able to perform at the level you needed yeah. to with yeah. the emotional and physical constraints. It's, I feel like, I think that's a like once I, I've never heard of that story before. I mean, I had milk coming out of me during auditions and like the mortifying thing of yes. like, I am leaking and this <laughs> isn't a comedy. Like we've had that. And so you're just like, nothing to see I don't know what you're what are you talking about nothing's oh my gosh it's insane I think like women are unbelievable but also like I think at that point and I guess with my third how many kids do you have I have two so I think like by the time you get after that first one things aren't quite as new and scary and so you just kind of roll with it a little bit more I don't know I mean but yeah, it was insane. You, you get it. It's like wild what our bodies do. And we just kind of like, I'm okay. dying. I oh, can't even imagine. And then wait, so what did you have to do with the audition? So I did, you know, I did the scene and song, Not A Day Goes By. And I did kind of the party scene, some of the act two stuff and um, Bob, some of Bobby, Jackie, Jack, kind of all of it. You know, they really kind of want to see your full range and um, and, you know, and the the team, the creative team is entirely, is, is almost entirely a British uh, creative team. So they, they, they didn't know me. They, you know, I think that's, they really wanted to get to know, you know, the actresses that were available to them in, in, in the States. So, yeah, I mean, we had to do it all. And oh then honestly, I had my baby and then I didn't hear anything about Merrily. So I just thought I had not booked it and, you know, let, you know, let myself kind of be a mom and just kind of t- turn into that. And, um, and then two months, I had my two month old baby with me and my other two children. And I got a call that they wanted me to do a chemistry read with, with Jonathan Graf. So I came back and, you know, was not pregnant anymore, but was very postpartum. And, um, you know, they all asked to see pictures of the baby, you know, it was that kind of a thing. And then I Sweet. did my chemistry yeah. read. Um, with Jonathan. And then I found out um, the next day that I had gotten it. So it was kind of a wild, it was also kind of a long process. They were working out some, some, I think, scheduling things and other. And so they were just kind of waiting on finishing their casting, rounding out their casting um, just for other, you know how it is bringing all the pieces and parts together. So Yeah. yeah, it was kind of a long process. 
but what a great distraction while you're waiting. Like you're so like oh everyone should have a baby while they're waiting to hear about a part. <laughs> it really helps you. Oh yeah. Get a sense Talk of about, priorities. Yeah. Yes. And all consuming. I mean, a newborn is just like, oh my gosh, around the clock, all, every piece and part of you is for that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I really did let it go. I had time to really not think about merrily. Um, and then when it did come back around, I was like, oh, this is so strange. And because I was talking to Lindsay, I knew that they were working out other things outside of me. So I I kind of knew it probably wasn't completely gone and they were just working out other things over here. Right. Um, <clears throat> so when it did come back around, that's when I was really like, okay, well, now I want to book this. And that's when I really was just like, man, if I don't, I just so connected with Beth and I connected with the part so deeply that I I just thought if I, if this doesn't go my way, then I need to really assess what I'm doing. And if I really want to keep doing this, cause I, you know, you get so many no's. I mean, for every yes in this industry, you get a thousand no's and it can really wear you down. And so when something really clicks and, and also when I, and I felt like I really clicked with the creative team in the room. So, um, and then after my audition with Jonathan, he and I also have known each other for many years um, since we both were babies and making our Broadway debut back in 2005 and six. Um, so known each other forever. So that clicked right away. Everything just, and I, and I left that chemistry read with him and I thought, if this doesn't go my way, maybe that's, maybe that's that. And maybe I am just a mom now and that fine. And maybe I'll just think about that for a while and take a break. You know, that's how deeply I wow. felt like yeah. this had to be mine. You know, yeah. this was so connected to me. And um, when you went to that chemistry read, I mean, so many people who listen to this are actors and they're just listening because it's so fun to hear their friends uh, on the show. Sure. <laughs> and then there are a lot of people who just love theater. And then a lot of people who want to do this and are at the beginning of this journey. And I think about, you know, so often you go in a room and people, you know, are also waiting to go in. Sometimes yeah. with chemistry reads, they try to be more protective of yeah. the actors. So they do their best work and they're not like able to hear the scene that, you know, their best friend is doing the same yeah, which we've all gone through, and then you're like, "Oh, they sound really good." Oh, wait, I want to do it like <laughs> I'm going to do it. Yes. Um, yes. Were you protected in that way, or were you aware of the other people going in for the part on the day? Um, sort of both. I did not see anybody there when I went in, but I did know of the other actresses that were also being considered, and um, you know, and that's kind of why. And I was, and I'm such a fan of the, of the other actresses that I was like, oh, wow, I totally see, I could totally see this not going my way. Right. Um, and, um, you know, so it is helpful when it's um, other people that you just really, that are just <laughs> amazing of, of that yeah. caliber that yeah. you just yeah. not only love as human beings, but also just, you know. A really incredible artists. So I knew that if it didn't go my way, it was for a good reason. Um, but I, I also had a real, yeah, just a real um, heart connection with the show and with Beth and, and, you know, and Lindsay be being in it and Jonathan, I just thought, man, this would just be really amazing. I would be really, it would be one that would really sting a bit more than others if it didn't go my way. Well, it did. You're here to talk about it. <laughs> and um, 
I cannot even imagine. So obviously this was a show. You don't even have to be a Broadway fan to have like, you know, the, the news of Daniel Radcliffe coming mm-hmm. to Broadway again um, is a really big deal to people who don't even like Broadway, right? Like yeah. it, it, it sort of opens up a whole other fan base uh, who might not have normally come. Um, so I guess I'm wondering, is there now like a whole crossover with Harry Potter fans coming to the show? And what is it like doing, I mean, every single one of you has like this, you know, the Wicked fan base, that is like one of the most devoted fan bases as well. (laughs) And then Jonathan, you know, from Hamilton and like, Mm -hmm. and Lindsay, like all of you have these unbelievably devoted um, fanships, I'd call them rather than your friendships, but they cross over. So talk a little bit about like the world of the stage door of Merrily with like so many worlds coming together. Yes, it is amazing. And we, you know, I will say we get just a range of people and an audience and overwhelmingly they are just, you know, really connecting with the show and the audience Mm -hmm. response has been overwhelming. I mean, um, and truly, you know, Dan has an incredible, as you know, fan base, loyal fan base. Um, so it is, I think it's really exciting for them to see him do this. He's such an incredibly strong actor. It's unbelievable what he's doing in the show, all, all three of them. Um, so it's just really exciting. And I, I think what I'm so glad about is that they get, that Dan's doing something so very different from probably yeah. what his fan base is used to seeing him do. Right. And um and that's been really cool. And then, and Lindsay and I met doing Wicked together 10 years ago. So there's a little bit of that people that saw us do Wicked together back then. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then of course, Jonathan has his fan base as well. So yeah, but it, but across the board, I think what the show it the show itself is so unique and so different from anything that those fans have seen any of the three of them do. So it is, I think it's a really exciting thing. So for people who haven't seen the show, a really important thing to know or or don't know about is it's a, it's a show that goes backwards in time. And so you meet people sort of at one place in their life and slowly travel backwards with them. Um, and what's really incredible to me is your entrance, I think, is one of the most... Um, emotionally difficult ways to enter a play and we meet you like at what would be for anyone one of the most difficult moments of their lives and you sing this iconic song that um in other productions is shared by other actors in your production we get to see it in two different contexts which I think is incredibly um wonderful I mean, it's mm-hmm. just such an incredible reimagining of mm-hmm. how to put that song in a show. So yeah. um, can you talk about, while everyone else is having like a blast at a big party seat at the beginning of the show, <laughs> how do you um, get ready to come out at like this really emotionally peaked level, singing a song that everyone who loves Sondheim, Sondheim on the planet knows? Yeah. No pressure. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, I... You know, I will say that each principal character, you know, we you see sort of how the relationships in um, Frank's life, Jonathan Groff's life, uh, to Jonathan Groff's character, Frank, 
uh, how they have all sort of fallen apart. And so each of us, Crystal and Lindsay and Dan and I all, you sort of track how that's fallen apart. So at the start of the play, or it's kind of the end of our story with Frank. So each of us does kind of have an emotional jump start. And for Crystal, she has kind of that a breakdown at the party as well. And so does um, Lindsay. She has a huge uh, meltdown, breakdown, drunken breakdown at the party scene at the top. And then Dan launches right into Franklin Shepard Inc. on the TV show. So we all actually kind of start in this really heightened emotional place. So that's a, it's interesting. And, and mine, and mine as well is not a day goes by as the divorce scene. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, the, I think the hardest part for, for me is making sure I'm in the energy and the pacing of the rest of the cast. Cause I do have quite a long time before I come on stage for that. It's about 45 minutes into act one. So I actually, that's one of the reasons why I started watching the show so that I felt like I was in step with what everybody was doing. So I didn't come in and was in my own pacing and was in my own show. You know, I really wanted to be with them um, and kind of feel their energy. And for some reason, I just felt that helped me make sure I could launch right in there. Um, and the 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 scene and the song not a day goes by is it is it's kind of own little set apart moment anyway. So I didn't want it to feel like the whole thing came to a screeching halt. So I did I was very mindful of that. And then everything else, to be honest with you, I don't I I don't premeditate how I'm gonna enter. I don't premeditate how I'm gonna sing something or what um, or even you know even vocally how I'm gonna sustain anything. I just really ride the wave that's the really luxurious thing about Sondheim is you just have to trust the words that are coming out of your mouth and 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 write it I mean I, I've I've been I've been lucky enough to do material that is strong enough that I you really don't have to push um, too much you can really trust the material and as long as you are connected yeah it really, you really get to just go on that journey with Sondheim. And it is, you never, I, for me, I never really know exactly what will happen with it. I mean, I know the framework and the structure of the theme, but inside of that, there's so much fun to be had um, as long as I'm in step with Jonathan and we're, you know, um, telling the story together. And, and we are, and he's such a dream of a actor. I mean, he's such an incredible actor and such an incredibly generous scene partner. I've, I've, I mean, all three of them. It's just the luckiest of the lucky to get to do scenes with them. So I just look in his eyes and it's a really safe place, even though it's a really vulnerable moment in the show. I, I yeah. feel really safe. So we just, yeah, it's a really, it's a, it's a really joyful thing. Can you share a little bit about like the process of rehearsing this play? Obviously, other than Daniel, who it sounds like you didn't know until the show began and he signed, like, he just sounds like the nicest person on the planet. So, like, fits right into the dynamic that everyone shares in this play. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm not going to make you go back to day one of rehearsal at New York Theatre Workshop, but <laughs> sometimes British directors work differently than American directors. Can you share a little bit about the making of Merrily as a company? Yeah, it was a really, um, I'm so thankful because our director is an actress, an incredible actress, um, Maria Friedman. And she, um, you know, this really is her 
you know, her directorial debut on Broadway, this is the big deal for her to transition in that way to directing. And she, so she really took the time with us to really make us feel comfortable and um, uh, dive deep into the material. So there was table work, but it was pretty casual, you know, the first, so I will tell you the first week of rehearsal at New York Theater Workshop was just um, the three uh, of them and then me for some of our group things. So that was actually a really, I felt so lucky that I was invited into that because um, there is a, a, a portion of the show where it's not just a threesome, there's a foursome because Frank and I get married and I'm part of their show and, and, um, they their show within the show. I'm a part of Dan and Groff's show that they write in the show. And um, Lindsay and I become friends within that time. And it's all, it all happens really quick. Yeah. But um, so she, so Maria invited me into that first week of rehearsal so that that some of those things could start to um, uh, solidify for us. But um, yeah, we would sit around in chairs and we would just read it on the page and we would just read it to each other and really, um, and it was, such an incredibly emotional week. I don't know that I have ever cried so much in a rehearsal room because of just how rich it was, it was, and how, how it was landing for us, um, where each of us were in our lives. Um, Dan, Dan's partner was pregnant at the time. And I had just, I had a five month old and, and two toddlers at home. And, and then, um, you know, and just for all of us, we were all going through some huge life things and we were just in the room and it was just really, uh, I, I just think about that week as such a, uh, with such fondness. And uh, like, I, I don't know that I'll ever get an experience like that again. And what was amazing about it was Maria would have us run through things. And then she was like, okay, great. All the, um, all the things you're feeling are great. And this is the time to do it because when we're actually in the show, you can't, feel those things. Those things aren't for you to right. feel, right? Right. Um, right. particularly when the three of them, I was, I, I was, fin- I was finished with rehearsal, so I would stay and watch them and, um, uh, and work, work with them. And I was getting to know everybody. So I would stay and watch and they were doing the final scene of the show, which is the scene where they, the three of them first meet. And, and the song is called our time. And it was, um, the way Maria was describing the setup to that scene was just that like, this is the moment where you're just, you're at your most hopeful. Any artist that moves to the city has this feeling of just anything is possible. It's like fresh fallen snow that no one's trod on. You've not been trod on yet. I mean, that was, that was the, you know, the metaphor she gave. And it was just so starting out in that place where you just close your eyes and remember a time where you were just at that yeah a beginning point where anything could happen and anything is possible and you're not you're not world worn you know you haven't had the you know you haven't had life really happen to you yet in a way that would make you feel jaded or um so and and remembering that and then going into that material was just you can imagine I mean how emotional that would feel even just to revisit I mean don't we all just long for that the simplicity of youth and and the simplicity of childhood and the safety of that I mean I know everybody has different stories but there's so much um, excitement in that and to revisit that as a as an artist and then you know where the story goes I mean you know it's kind of a tragedy told in reverse 
So anyway, that was a little bit about the first week of rehearsal. That's incredible. I mean, I think that's why whether you're someone who's devoted their life to the arts or not, I think this show is so universal in terms of its emotional impact because everyone has a beginning yeah. of a journey. Yeah. Um, and and exactly that image of like the snow before it's it's especially in New York before it turns to slush. It's like beautiful yeah. for 10 minutes. <laughs> You're like, oh, <laughs> okay. It was really no, it's just really hard. Um I I do want to just talk a little bit about how you I mean, first of all, the whole thing about on Broadway is like not only like being great in your part is being healthy, right? Like it's so you want to stay physically healthy in order to do what you need to do. And I have kids and you have kids. Guess what? Guess what comes into your house with every child? Like one yeah. million germs. Like yeah. there's just ways in which. And guess what else comes into your house? No sleep. So um, how do you. I mean, to say, how do you balance it all? I'm sure you feel like I don't balance it all. I, I mean, no one can, but how do yeah. you take care of yourself um, to the best of your ability? What's in place? What scaffolding do you have in place? Well, I have um, an incredible husband who is just really, um, you know, I, I, that is the only reason that I can stand on two feet most of the time. He's my emotional support. He is, you know, he makes sure that I'm resting. He makes sure that I, you know, I, um, he makes sure that things are done uh, that like on the business end of things that I don't have to really think about. Um, wow. and then, um, you know, I also, my, my little insight into me, my, my dad is a doctor and he is very, um, he is very like, uh, he's actually, he's a PhD and an MD. So his PhD is in like neuro, uh, chemistry and neurophysiology. And then he's got an MD where his specialty is, um, uh, physical medicine and rehab. So he works with a lot of like recovery. And so he's done a lot of science, uh, mm -hmm. uh scientific research about the science behind recovery. So I have a huge cocktail of things that I take, uh, not uh, vitamins and, and things, supplements that I take regularly, yeah. um, to keep me healthy. And then also like tips and tricks that he does. He has this, um, on his website, um, he has this high dose vitamin A and vitamin D that you can do two days in a row. If you're feeling anything coming on and it's supposed to like spike your immunity and like help you fight, help your body fight off illnesses. And honestly, that has been like my lifesaver. Cause I use it almost all the time. If the wow. kids are sick, I just do it. You know, if I'm feeling a tickly throat. I just, I just do the A and B. I mean, there's so many tricks like that. And then oregano and all the things, I mean, you know, all the things. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I have an incredible nanny that, um, I just came on board with me, um, and my kids that, um, for this run, um, she, I have, I have been sort of cycling through different amazing childcare, but because I'm in and out of work, it's hard to have somebody really consistently right, when I'm not right. working. I, I can't afford childcare. Right. Um, so I found this, this woman who's been really great. And she, um, she comes in early for me if I need to rest. I've, I've actually been really trying to rest my voice um, lately. I, I, you know, after opening and all the, the yeah, extracurricular so things. Yeah. yeah. Um, just to maintain health. Um, I, I needed to catch up on sleep and other things that just kind of wear you down over time. So, um, I've had her coming in early a lot this week where I just, which is tough, you know, I miss my kids, but it's, those are the things you have to do. You have to rely on your, on your people, rely on your yeah. tribe that's around you. So, yeah. 
those are kind of the things I've set in place right now. And even still, I, I struggle to ask for help and I'm so hard on myself and I think I should be able to do everything all by myself, but that's not real. You know, that's not real life. So I've just really, um, I've been stretched in that and having, and really just leaning on the people that are here to support and help me, you know? Um, yeah. So that's, that's the hardest part for me and, and giving myself a break, you know, yeah. not, not being so very hard on myself that I'm yeah. not doing everything myself, you know, give myself a break. Totally. Which is the hardest of all the things you just listed to do. Um, yeah. It's just generally not our nature. I want to ask you because the show, it's just, um, you know, th- this is it. Like this is, Merrily is on Broadway right now with all of you. Um, I People really love to hear, and I, and I, you know, only if you can share, have there been some like major kerfuffles? Like, have you guys like lofted on stage laughing? Have things, have there been some hilarious moments, even in the, you know, reverential feeling we all have for Sondheim? You oh my gosh. Of- I feel like it happens every show. I mean, <laughs> you know, it just, kind of luckily most of the times that it happens it's okay that we're all laughing together and you know and I know it happens a lot during when the three of them I mean it's the thing like especially the three of them they're like thick as thieves off stage and on I mean so so there's like a real blend between like there's a blend between what their friendship is you know just three friends actually laughing and hanging out on stage and and similar I mean and you know I will include myself in that and Lindsay is one of my best friends and yeah Jonathan, you know so there is a bl- I mean uh every night in Bobby Jackie Jack if something goes wrong we, we just fully laugh through it and see I mean it's a show within the show so it's supposed yeah. to be sort of you know and it's yeah there's room of, for it yeah yeah there's room for it old friends is another one that I always sort of hear things happening in there with them and they just kind of laugh seeing through it and um you know the thing that happened most and our stage manager Fati is going to kill me for saying this again this is the second time but the thing that was it was when we were teching off Broadway but this mylar fringe curtain drops down at the top of Bobby Jackie and Jack and we, it was hard to work out the timing of it um because it's a kabuki curtain drop so it's right. just a pew. yeah um and it's a real quick one so um anyway and it comes down right before Dan sings 1960 like it's just there's no real intro so it's tricky to get the timing of it so there were so many times that it wouldn't drop at the right time and he'd come out and sing it and then it would drop right in his face and then there was so many times you know he would just it would it would just come down and after we were already out front of it it would like I mean you know it was just like timing it was so so and inevitably it would just it would crack us up and then you know, get caught in Dan's, he wears glasses in the show, like get caught in his glasses. I mean, you know. (laughs) He's walking around with a curtain attached to his body. Um, Yeah. I just want to ask you, like, if you had to just finish this sentence, merrily we roll along to me is? Joy. That's what it's for everyone who gets to see it also. It's just so, all right, before I let you go, if you will indulge me, can you share a little known fact about Katie Rose Clark? (laughs) Yes, I can. I feel like I've shared a lot of little known facts. I've never shared a lot of the things I've shared with you today. Thank you for that. I've been looking forward to talking to you. Um, I, (laughs) I, I mean, a very little known fact about me is that I was a camp counselor all through college and I taught archery. <laughs> Not that I was good at it, but having I never been an archery. archer. Yeah. 
Yeah, having never been an archer, but I taught myself and then I started teaching these campers archery. Yeah. I can just imagine Katie Rose Clark's resume. Remember on the special skills we would like, I'm sure it said Uh archery. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And horseback riding skills. I had horses growing up. I grew up in Texas. So it was a lot of like outdoorsy things. Right. Uh Right. God. And you're playing, I mean, well, you have become like such a New Yorker, Katie Rose Clark. It's incredible. I am so happy that you were on the show today and I, and I hope I get to see it again because it's just the most um, happy making thing anyone can go do is see Merrily We Roll Along. So congratulations. God, you earned this part. Like you really earned this part and it's just (laughs) um, miraculous to see you in it. And I just can't wait to see what happens, like where you go and, um, and your family. It's all so beautiful. So congrats oh, thank on you. your whole life. Oh, thank you so much. Thank You're you. Welcome. If you do come back, please let me know. And then I will. we can actually give hugs in person. I cannot <laughs> wait. All right. And I want to go on your, it's your dad. Wait, your dad has a website. Yeah. My dad. Can you just name it? Because I want all, yes. I need all the things. What is the yes. website? His, I think it's Clark Bioscience. Um, okay. Clark with an E like me, Clark Bioscience. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And um, he sells all those things on there. And his Nupinex is the other one that I take that he sells on there too. So yeah, go on there. It's up, it's we're going to go. We're going to go because we all want to be, yes, we want to be healthy yes. more than ever. All right. Mwah. Have the Thank best you day. So much, You're Have a so good one. welcome. You too. Bye, honey. All right. Bye. Bye. I have some news. Little Known Facts is now available to watch on YouTube. Hours and hours and hours of interviews that you can see my fabulous guests. And guess what it's called? Little Known Facts with Alana Levine. Catchy, right? Anyway, head on over to YouTube and watch the podcast. And please don't forget to subscribe. Also, if you want to donate to the podcast, zero pressure, but if you want to, no donation is too big or too small. I am so grateful for you for listening, but if you want to donate, just go to littleknownfactspodcast.com forward slash donations. Lastly, Little Known Facts is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, USA. My editor is Nicholas Clark. None of this happens without Nicholas. And the Little Known Facts theme song was composed and sung by Georgia Famusa with backup vocals by Caleb Famusa. Thank you for listening and have an amazing day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.